and welcome to the Virgin River Visitor Center. I'm Caroline Dill. And I'm Liz Mitchell. And we are your guides to this charming, small, yet fictional town of Netflix's Virgin River. At the Virgin River Visitor Center, we will help you learn everything you need to know. Whether you want to know where to go for a late night bite, Jack's Bar, or who is new in town and already stirring up drama, the new nurse Mel, or you just want to know the local gossip. So pack your bags and your impractical footwear. We're going to Virgin River. And they'll blow us all away. Really? Yeah, we had to open with that. That's how we're starting. Today, we're talking about Virgin River Season 2, Episode 10, Blown Away. And if you don't think of the song, Blow Us All Away from Hamilton, then get out of this podcast now. I cannot say that that's what I think of. And they'll blow us all away. All right, then. Yeah. See, this is also known as the season finale of season two, so. Yes, it is. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that happened. Yeah, it was a, actually a good episode. I'm Not that so they happy all with this aren't episode. good episodes. But you know what we were saying? How some of these episodes were like, boring? I don't want to be mean, but yeah, boring. But boring, yeah. Drags a little bit. This, this show one didn't. just doesn't know how to pace itself sometimes no it's like you know what we really want a really big season finale we want wait hold on you just said this was the series finale i said season you said series i said season well if you said series we want to clarify not the series finale the series is still going right because we're about to have season three yes so just to clarify if that is what you said just a few days i know so exciting but yes so this is the last episode of season two, and uh, they went for it. They really did. They Should said, we just get right into drama, it? Drama, you want it? We got it. Let's get into it. How'd this episode go? Tell us. All right. Virgin River, season two, episode 10, blown away. Hope finally gives Doc a chance to explain why he lied, and in the end, she accepts his proposal, and they decide to do a vow renewal with everyone. After being confronted by Wes's twin brother, question mark about that, Preacher seems to have made a decision about going to San Francisco and tries to talk to Jack about it, but Jack is not interested and leaves to go see Charmaine. While there, Charmaine learns about the house that Jack is trying to buy, and then she kisses him, which did not go well. Meanwhile, seeing how torn up Jack is about the Brady-Spencer situation, Mel decides to get to the bottom of what really happened and finds out Spencer is alive and Brady helped him get away, which means Calvin might finally be going down. But it's not all good news when Mel shows up at Jack's bar later that night and finds him shot. <gasps> Gasp. Oh my gosh. Wow. That was the one spoily I had gotten Yeah. before I- this episode, so I knew it was coming, but I didn't know where it was going to be and it was, I was stressed the whole time. I also knew that was happening because everyone was talking about it online. You couldn't not see it and get away with season two. But you know what? If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the episode yet, sorry. sorry. But this is a, not a spo- This is a spoiler. Spoiler? A spoiled this show? This is not a spoiler-free show. We don't keep anything. Oh, maybe this happens because no, because we talk about every detail of the show. Show you have to talk about everything. There will be spoilers, so click away now if you are don't want any more annoyed with us for spoiling. But I don't really know why you would be here if otherwise. And if you're here, like us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Do all those things. Subscribe. Leave a review that will help us out so that more people can find this podcast. If you're on the Spotify, just follow us on Spotify. Yes, we will appreciate everything. And if you want to follow us for more info, hit us up on Twitter at Virgin River Pod. Or if you want to send us an email, hit us up at virginriverpod at gmail.com. We've gotten some really nice emails from people. Yes, we really appreciate it. It makes us happy and warm inside. Even if we're terrible at replying to you. Just know that we are reading them. We're just not good at replying. No, sometimes we struggle with that. Life gets in the way. Life was blown away. Yes. (laughs) Ha ha ha. I was blown away by this episode, though. Oh, that was good. Thank you. I agree. It was really well done for once. Not 
you know what I mean? No, I got you. There was yeah. a lot of plot lines were getting wrapped up, but then there Finally. was also some more openings. Yes, it leaves the door open for more content. Exactly. We had lots of romance. So much romance. I'm into it. We had some awkward moments, though. Mm-hmm. Things that yes. just made me go. <clears throat> yeah. It was a mixed bag of feelings and emotions and thoughts and opinions this episode. Let's get into it. All right. The episode opens immediately. Well, maybe like five to ten minutes immediately after. Because Hope had Doc's a glass proposal, of wine. And he comes up and she's drinking some wine. And he's like, I would have been here sooner, but I had to blow out all those candles. I'm so glad he mentioned that. Right? Because we, in the last episode, we did talk about this. We we're like, do you think he's going to blow out all those candles? I was really worried because there were like 500 candles. I don't know where he got all those candles. It I hope he didn't accidentally set off her smoke detector. Can you imagine blowing out all those candles? Maybe her house is too old to have those. Ooh, that's not safe, Hope. Get a smoke detector. Yeah, let's get on that. I'm pretty sure that you can get them from your local fire department. Oh, interesting. Or I think you can just get them tested. I don't know. I don't either. That's a thing, I yes. think. But we learn that Doc was in Seattle the whole time, but he wasn't there for a medical conference. He was actually there to pick up the engagement ring that he originally got Hope back when they were first married. And he said that Muriel has a friend in Seattle who specializes in jewelry and he reset the engagement ring and he wanted to pick it up himself. And then he took Muriel out to lunch to thank her. So it all works out and Hope's like, okay, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't listen to your voicemail anymore. That was maybe my mistake. I'm glad she was like, yeah, you're right. That was not good. Right, but then he looked at her and was like, I just want you to be happy. I'll do whatever it takes. Yes, and she says that she's not doing the cooking anymore. And he's like, so it'll be like the first five years and the last 15 years. Yes. And she says, I just want you and me to be together. And he says that he knows shit. He's let her down in the past, but I swear you can trust me and I will never hurt you again. And she's like, sorry. It looks like you're stuck with me. Yes, you fool. I'll marry you again. Super, super It was so cute. I love the two of them. I'm so happy for them. They deserve each other. Right. And I'm happy that, like, Muriel was somewhat involved in this after her whole thing with Hope a couple episodes ago where she was like, I'll be here to pick up the pieces when you mess up. So I'm like... Did you really mean that then? Or are you just still trying to be in Doc's good graces? Because you still think Hope is going to mess up. But. I think that Muriel cares for Doc. And even if she knows it's not going to be in a romantic way, she still wants him to be happy. And she knows that he'll only be happy with Hope. Mm. So sweet. Hopefully. Such a nice moment. I'm so happy for them. And. It's been a long road to get to this point. Yeah. Well, then later. Um. We'll just stay on Doc and Hope. So then, like, he makes six pieces of toast for her. All burnt. Yeah, and eggs. And she comes in, and she's like, what's that smell? But she can clearly see that all the food is on the table right there. So maybe she's the one who's blind. Maybe. Or it was just a rhetorical question. I don't know. If I saw a bunch of toast right in front of me, I wouldn't say, what's that smell? I would go... Wow, that's a lot of toast for just one person. And it's all burnt. Yeah. Can you, like, go back and try again, dude? Maybe she likes burnt toast. Maybe. But then he tells her that he has to go make a doctor's run or whatever. And she's like, you know what? I had an idea. We're going. Can we renew our vows and then have a reception? And Doc thinks it's the best idea he's ever heard. Yeah, Which he's makes like, this me is think great. that he's never heard of any ideas before. Maybe. Or maybe when they first got married, it was like a very low-key, like just them at mm. the courthouse kind of thing. And maybe. he went or or as I'm sitting here thinking about this, because she wanted to keep their relationship so private for the longest time, her wanting to do something like this really is signifying that she wants to be public about them, she's ready to talk about them, like she's committed. 
Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but he's really excited because they're going to do a big, then he leaves, and this is this is my favorite line of the episode right here. She goes, I'll be eating forever. <laughs> she sits down to eat the breakfast, and she's like, I'll be eating forever because there's six pieces of toast. Right. He clearly made food for two people. And then left. Left. Yeah, dude, timing. Work on it. Work on your uh, time uh, time management skills if you knew you mm-hmm. had to leave. You have to make sure you eat beforehand, so maybe they'll work on that in their remarriage. Maybe. I thought that was kind it of was funny. It was just, uh, it was so cute. Yes. And then when Doc goes to the clinic, Mel is there, and he's like, hey, I need you to take over because I have to go meet with a doctor, and she's like, well, I'm also busy, and she's like- I need to plan better. I know. Well, he's like, what are you doing? I'd rather not say- and she's like, who are you meeting with? I'd rather not say. They're both busy. They're both being sus. Yes. And Mel's like, well, I'll have my phone on me. So if anyone calls, it can could revert to my phone. She probably has it diverted. Divert, not revert. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, I'm going to try to be in a better mood from now on. Which is good. Good. At least he acknowledges the fact that he's been terrible to her the last couple of days yes and then he tells mel that he and hope are going to get remarried because he asked her and she said yes and this is like the weirdest this thing is so weird i'm this is one of those moments in the episode where i'm just like i'm uncomfortable yeah he tells mel that he wants her to be part of the ceremony but like doesn't specify how yeah, and they've only really known each other for a couple of months. And he hated her for, like, the first 20 days of that. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess she's his honorary daughter now. I guess. Or something. Maybe she'll be the flower girl. Maybe. I think, yeah. I think Mel's going to she'll be the officiate it. Oh, my gosh. They're going to ask Mel to officiate. But That'd wouldn't be so funny. it make more sense to have Jack because he is the person in town that everyone goes to for As everything? Jack you know made sure to tell preacher later in the episode yes he really did hmm. i don't know we'll just have Assuming to wait and see jack lives because <laughs> uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that one yeah that was just like a weird i don't know i don't know how did everyone else feel about that moment what are you doing i'm speaking to the audience oh okay i'm putting the question out in the universe great well, i mean it was sweet just weird yeah I don't know. And then we cut to later on. Like I said, we're staying on this storyline. Just keeps it easy. We're going to put everyone in the box. That was really loud. Whoops. All right. (laughs) Then we're at the general store. The sewing circle is there. And this actually right here is a nice moment. We see Lizzie working. Yes. And not at the bake truck. No. And she apologizes. For stealing Hope's credit card. Well, she says borrowing. Hope's like, no, honey, that was stealing. Yeah. Uh, But but Hope forgives her. Yeah, Hope does, because Hope's actually a good person. Right. She always means well. And I don't think she was really that upset when it first happened. I think she was just upset that she was bamboozled. Yeah. She's like, ugh, teens. Literally. But then Hope shares that last night, Vernon presented her engagement (laughs) ring to her. And she accepted. That is the only way people should describe being engaged, (laughs) getting engaged. He presented me a ring and I took it. Yes. It was good. So good. And she's and her friends are like, oh, I doubt you're going to do anything big. She's like, no, everyone, shut up. You don't know me. She doesn't say it like that at all. But she's probably thinking it. Probably. She's like, no. We're planning a ceremony, and I shredded my divorce papers. (laughs) I shredded my divorce papers. Yeah, it was a cute moment with her friends. It was. And then her friends are like, you can have the ceremony at the B&B. Or if you want something more low-key, you can have it at the farm. And Joellen's like, nobody wants to smell... Connie, no one wants to smell animal excrement on their wedding day. That was good. Just true. Honestly. That's why I'm like, if you want to have a barn wedding, make sure it's a... Not a farm. Yeah, not a farm barn, a actual, like, event barn. Right. Or, like, like a vineyard or something, if it's going to be, like, a real farm. Yes. 
or like a vegetable farm. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't use animal manure. No. Things you got to think about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then later on, at the end of the day, Hope and Doc both arrive home at the same time. Convenient. Interesting. Yeah. And she shares her day touring the B&B. And she's like, it was the longest day of my life. I hated every minute of it. Joellen's annoying. Yeah, pretty much. And Doc, unfortunately... He's being, like, very... Has some news. Yeah. And, like, he's being very... Not evasive. Which go, which but, makes me think it's bad news. If he yeah. doesn't want to share it, like, flat out. Like, if he's like, hey, Hope, I need to tell you something. I was at a doctor in Eureka for me. But before he can even share the news, what happens? There was a surprise. Wait, no, do it like, okay, Hope, I have... To tell you something. Surprise! Oh my gosh, all of their friends are there. Which was so nice. They threw like a little surprise engagement party, but then obviously you can't have a serious discussion during an engagement party. Yeah, definitely no. Okay, but do we think that Bert planned this? Because he was front and center at the door. I don't think so. I think he was just there. I think Bert planned this. I think that Bert is... Trying to get in everyone's business because he's been in a lot more scenes than normal mm-hmm. lately. Intrigue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll be interested to see. Yeah, so we have to wait until next season to find out what the heckity do is up with Doc. What Can't are your good. What are your suspicions? What are your theories? Cancer. Ooh. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's macular degeneration oh interesting again i think it has to do with his eyes all of the signs point to eyes maybe or Or maybe he's got like undiagnosed diabetes since that affects your eyesight too oh true and that would also be like a serious thing to like talk about because it's obviously like a lifelong situation yes do we think that next season he's gonna die no. Okay. I don't think so. I had to put it out there. She's already had one husband die. She can't have another one. That's not how that works. It is in TV Okay, world. good point, good point. You so. can't have two husbands die. Yeah. I unless mean, you're killing them. Oh, maybe. But I don't think she's maybe doing Maybe Hope's slowly been, like, poisoning him, and it's now affecting his eyes. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, we don't know. That'd be some Jerry Springer stuff, though. I think she's giving him poison affecting him i think she loves him too much for that you can love someone and kill them i mean yeah but no if you love them set them free that's what that one means free as in of this life all right of this world okay then i'm not, i'm not excited to see what's wrong with him but, but like i want to know i need to know i'm too curious but hopefully we see their wedding next season yes I'm very excited about the idea of a wedding. Oh, me too. I do be loving weddings. They're so nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so that wraps up. Well, it doesn't wrap up. It leaves a very open-ended. But that wraps up at least Doc and Hope in this episode. Mm-hmm. Who should we talk about next? Should we do our favorite teen lovers? Yes, we should. Oh, they're so sweet. Because it ended in an awkward note in episode nine and yeah. we get the continuation of that in this episode oh 100 percent. so ricky is chilling on his bed listening to something on his phone he doesn't have airpods i don't know why i think that's relevant but that He's, means that preacher and jack don't pay him enough he, he can't also afford helps his AirPods. grandma pay the bills you can have airpods and still pay the bills no. if preacher would pay i think him they're more showing that he's 18 who makes his own money and doesn't have to have or doesn't have money to be pieing pieing buying frivolous stuff i guess but you know i think that he could be cooler if he only had some airpods oh my gosh guess he doesn't need to be you don't even own airpods no i own off-brand but it's fine you don't even own off-brand you own samsung headphones that's off-brand samsung is not off-brand it's an off brand it's not the brand that's it's off that's not how that works that is Ugh, i can't believe you don't know how off works any hoosers that's bug spray 
Uh, <laughs> All right, sorry. Back on track here. Liddy is like, hey, Ricky, you need to come out here. Because lo and behold, Connie and Lizzie are over. Ugh. And it's a very awkward and uncomfortable scene. Yes. All because of Connie and her self-righteousness. Yes. She thinks she is better than everyone. Yes. She also, however, does have one of my favorite lines when she calls Ricky a sex-crazed delinquent. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. And so Connie shares with Liddy, Ricky's grandmother, that she caught the two of them in it. What, what was it she said? Like in a compromising situation or something? I think a compromising position or something? Yeah. I can't remember. And Ricky tries to explain it, but he like is like, um, well, you see, uh, before Connie got home and she saw me, it was he yeah. didn't know what to say. And, and then, then Lizzie just jumps in and goes, "We had sex." Yeah, good job, Lizzie. Way good to job. Be, Way to just go for it. Way to be sex positive. Mm-hmm. You're an adult, so it's fine. Yeah, and Connie's like, "How dare you? I cannot believe you do that." And then. It, Lizzie's like, is it the sex or the location that makes you uncomfortable? Ooh, Ooh, the look on her face when she said that, too, was like, I dare you, Aunt Connie, Mm -hmm. to tell me either one of those. Yeah, and let's be real, with Aunt Connie, it's both. Yeah. It's all of it. Yes. Okay, has Connie ever been married? That's what I've been trying to figure out. And if she has not, you know what that means? That she's probably never had sex in her Right, or she life. has, and she's just being a hypocrite. <gasps> Ooh. I think that's more likely. Maybe. Honestly, I think she's just being a hypocrite. Yeah. Considering, you know, she's also trying to come up with a fake alibi for somebody, so. Good point. So weird. Connie, you think that you're the best person in the world, but you're not. So then Ricky's grandmother is like, excuse me, my boy Ricky here. He's the best kid on earth. He's awesome, and I love him, and frankly, Lizzie is lucky to have him. Mm -hmm. And she's like, they're both adults. Like, what do you want me to do about this, Connie? Exactly. She's like, Connie, the world's changed. Get over it. Yeah, but Connie tells Lizzie she's not allowed to see Ricky again and then drags her out of the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Sad. So sad. But then later, Ricky comes home because Preacher's like, it's a slow day. Get out of here. And then his grandmother's baking a cake. And she's Mm -hmm. like, do you want me help? Do you want me help? What? Do you want me help? Do you want to? (laughs) (laughs) And she asks if he can help. And he apologizes for all the trouble that he made. Mm. And... His grandmother goes, I like Connie, but she's always been a little self-righteous, for my opinion. Yes, Liddy. So good. We all have a friend that we like, but we're like, ugh. Like, you need to get over yourself. Yeah, it's like, it's not your way or the highway. But then Ricky looks at Liddy while she's making this chocolate cake, and he's like, you know that's not good for your diabetes, right? And she's like, well, this isn't for me. It's for you to give to Lizzie to tell her, show her how you feel oh it's so sweet so cute so then he goes to her house and he does the whole throws rocks at the windows thing and he's like girl why aren't you answering my texts and then she does the whole one minute and then she runs down the stairs at the speed of light she was down there fast maybe there's only like a couple of stairs maybe but um it took her zero time to Mm -hmm. get outside yeah Maybe she already had shoes on. I think she's the Flash, actually. Potentially. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But unfortunately for her, Connie took her phone away. And that's why she's not texting Ricky back. Yeah. All right. Unrelated. But like, um, no one in high school, like if I were ever dating anyone, they would not have been able to throw rocks at my window because I didn't have windows in my bedroom. I had a basement bedroom and there were no windows, so I always get jealous of these scenes because... Jealous? Jealous. I was, I'm envious of people who can have romantic relationships and get rocks thrown out their window. I always think that that's just too stressful, though. Yeah. Like With my luck, I would throw a rock too hard and break the window mm. or just completely miss every single time. Yeah. Or do the, you know, humor, humor, humor. 
get the wrong window and get the parents instead. Oh, yeah, that's always funny. Yes. Slapstick. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, so Lizzie finally gets outside, and they're, like, talking or whatever, and she's like, basically, like, let's Romeo and Juliet this. <laughs> and he's like, what? Uh, he's like, you know they die, right? That is my second favorite line. That's good, yeah. You know they die in the end, right? And she's like, no, it'll be romantic. Let's keep this a secret. Oh, that never ends well. No. And I think Ricky's just going to go along with it. Yeah, because he loves her. Right, so that's basically where their storyline ends mm-hmm, in this episode. So we have things season, to look forward to. Yeah, we'll see if they get caught. What They're definitely going to get caught. I bet that they both die, like Romeo and Juliet. I don't think they're going to die, but they're definitely going to get caught and it's going to be great. It's just a matter of who's going to catch them. Yeah, that's true. Mm. All right, let's move on to our least favorite person. This storyline, at least it makes a little more sense in this episode. Yeah. So Preacher talks to Jack. He's like, hey, I need you to like open up. Right. Basically, he's like, Jack, I know you've got a lot going on, but like you need to talk to somebody. Yes. Oh, we actually this is like my least favorite preacher line. Um, Jack's like, I'm not going to do this with you today. And preacher says that he's not going to do what he normally does and keep his mouth shut. I'm sorry, preacher. When have you ever done that? When it comes to Jack's issues, he doesn't really acknowledge it, though. I guess that's true. But he just feels like he's getting into everyone's business. Right. I think that's going back to when their friends were there and they were like, preach, like, you need to watch out for him. Like, he's spiraling. So. That is true, I guess. But Preacher is like, Jack, you're on the edge of glory. (laughs) And I'm hanging on a moment with you. Pretty much. Basically, he's Lady Gaga-ing Jack. Yeah. But not in a good way. No, except for he's like, you know, I go see like a veterans group over and such and such. Like, it's really helpful for me. And Jack's like, what? Me talking to a bunch of people? That'll be helpful. No, it won't. Yes, it will, Jack. Yeah. You need to connect with other people that have been through what you've been through. And Jack says that he doesn't need to talk to someone because he's the one everyone in town comes to for help. That's uh, even more reason for yeah. why you need to talk to someone that's not somebody in the town. But also, Jack, why do you think they're coming to you? Hmm? Hmm, because you get yourself involved in everyone's business. Exactly. Okay. You're not special. You're just trying to get into everyone's business. Because you have a savior complex. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, that savior complex bit you in the butt. Yes. More like the gut. Hey. <laughs> All right. So then Preacher's like, hey, maybe you should make me a partner in the bar. He's like, I've got the money for it now. Like, that'll help, like, you out. It'll make things less stressful for you. And Jack's like, no, I don't want this to ruin our friendship. Yeah, and he's like, I gotta go, because Charmaine texted him, 911. He's being so dismissive to Preacher. So, like, in this sense, I kind of feel for Preacher. Yeah. Because Jack is being kind of awful to him. And, like, Preacher's basically been running the bar. However, I don't think what Preacher does next is really, like, a good move. I mean, no, but, like, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Well, because he's annoyed, he calls Jamie, and he's like, I'm in. I'm going to take that job in San Francisco. Ooh, he's leaving. He's leaving on a car. He'd drive knowing him. Yeah. All right. Then Connie comes in. And she's like, I respect that you don't want me in on this. So I guess, cool, but like, tell me, what's going on? Yeah. Connie, get out of it. He doesn't want you in. Get out. Right? Like, he doesn't want you incriminated in any any of this, okay? No. But then he shares that he learned Wes was a dirty cop, and there's a warrant out for his arrest, and they think that he's on the run. So Paige and Christopher will be safe. Right, but then he thinks... That he saw Wes in there and Connie is like, okay, also we need to clarify something from the two of us because we're yeah, dumb. Yeah, we're so dumb. <laughs> in the last episode and we were like, why is he like being weird about seeing this sketchy looking guy shaking hands with Bert? Like, that's weird. Yeah. That's because it was Wes. It was Wes's lookalike and Preacher's like, I just saw Wes. Well, we thought that was just some sketchy dude that Bert was in cahoots with we're just dumb we're sorry bert for thinking that you're a criminal but i'm still on to you bert 
Exactly. I don't trust you. I don't trust anyone in this town. Not anymore. Not with all the secrets and gossip and drama that keep mm-hmm. this happening. Yeah, so basically Caroline and I are dumb. Yeah, That's we are, but it's okay. boils down to that one. But yeah, so then he comes back in and turns out he's Wes's identical twin brother who's, who's also, also a, cop? a dirty cop. What? Yeah. And he's like pretty sketchy. Yeah, he's so sketchy. And he's like, I'm an investigator in Florida. The people around here, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but also he orders a beer and he's like, what do you have on tap? And Preacher says, local, pale ale, lager. When you can't say the names of what you actually have. I was like, um, okay. Local. I will have the local, please. Thank you. What is it? Local. Local. What are, what are the pro- flavor profiles? Local. Local. Everything local. It's literally just water from the river. Pretty much. That's local. Mm-hmm. They just have river water on tap. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. The water seems clean and all these yeah. shots. That's a good transition into boat, boat patrol. patrol. <laughs> Did you hey, see any boats today? Hey, I didn't. I did not see any boats. Did you see any boats? No. Ugh, great. So another season of no boats on the Virgin River. We I saw other boats. A boat on the river. We saw ghost river. boats. Yeah, there was a ghost boat. We saw a boat at the fishing seafood place. Yeah, boats at the marina. We saw boats on a rock. We saw Seattle boats, but no, but no actual boat boats. boats. No river boats boo i'm upset Hurt and i'll and never upset. get over this so season three better deliver With or some i'm gonna quit the show Please you heard it that. here first i won't but i'll mentally quit i'll check mm-hmm. out mentally and i'll only be here physically so not mentally or emotionally nope so you gotta give me some boats or or else or else that's right Sounds all right right and that was Boat Patrol. Boat Patrol. Thank you. Should we finish up Preacher's Yeah, story yeah, line? I guess we should finish up Preacher. <laughs> we Any- just kind of... <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, so we learned that Wes's twin. What should his name be? Oh, I know his name is Vince. Oh, it's Vince. They said his name. Okay. Yeah. Well, Vince. In my notes, I call him Wes 2.0. Oh, I like that. Well, would he be negative 2.0? Because he seems even worse. I don't know. He's threatening Michelle Page. That's what I call her now. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I'm going to find her. Send a message to your friend, Paige. She can't hide from me. Bleh. Yeah, so threatening. Yeah, so he's sketchy and we don't like him. Yeah, and then we see Bert telling Preacher not to sweat the small stuff. What does that mean? Right, like, Bert, why are you just popping your way into things? Bert was in, like, every scene. I know, that's why I think... I saw this as a fan theory online, too, and I shared this with you previously. I think there's more going on with Bert and that he might be involved in some sketchy dealings, possibly with Calvin, possibly with some other stuff. So. I think Bert runs the crime syndicate. He's the one above Calvin? Yes. Calvin has to report to Bert. Because that- as we were saying off air that one time, why else was Bert so late to pick up Jack and Mel? Mm-hmm. He knew that they were going to get kidnapped to take whoops to get taken to the pot farm bert yep. set them up mm-hmm. and he was at the clinic when the food <gasps> outbreak thing yes. was going on and he was also at jack's bar supposedly when it was going on that's why he was sick yeah and he knows vince why else would he shake hands with him yeah why would you shake hands with a rando if you do not know them it's intriguing so that's it everyone we solved the case bert's the real bad criminal Bert is the crime lord. He is the crime lord. You heard it here first. Mm -hmm. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Jamie calls and tells Preacher she's leaving. No, she steps by. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he says, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take that job. Let's go. And he will go down to San Francisco once he talks to Jack and finds his replacement. So at least he's being responsible. Yes, I'm like I like that he's not just going to leave Jack in the just lurch. like dip out. Yeah, what are people going to do without their beet salad and organic kale? And the what elk, the elk stew. stew? 
And some of the other weird things that he makes. Yeah. What are these townspeople going to do without him? They're not going to have as good a food. No. But then, like... Or his special lemonade. No. But then we see this, like, really random scene. I think Preacher's going to his house, and there's a woman in his driveway. And she's like, I'm a friend of Michelle Page's. And she's on the run because her... She got, like, a sketch voicemail from Vince or whatever. Yeah. And then we see Christopher. He's alive. He's fine. They're still dyeing his hair. Yeah, I don't know why they're still making him blonde, but whatever. Not my business. I don't know. Anyway, Christopher's like, can I stay with you? And he's crying. Ugh. So I guess Preacher's going to be his new dad. I guess. But also, why, if Vince is there, why would they let Christopher continue to live in Virgin River? I have no idea. Like, this doesn't really make any sense. But also, it, Preacher just accepted a job in San Francisco. Is he you going know, to take Christopher to San Francisco? Maybe. Maybe that that's the plan. I don't know. probably keep him safe. Yeah, I mean, really. Either that or he's just going to stay in Virgin River. I don't. But that would not keep Christopher safe. No, Christopher should, like, go far, far away. Like, maybe leave the state of California. Yeah, go to, like, Canada. I mean, you already have option? a fake passport. You can get anywhere. Right. Or just, like, go to Wyoming. Nobody oh, lives yeah. in Wyoming. Like, five people. Exactly. Maybe six. Get a farm or something. I don't know. Land. Yeah. So, that also doesn't make sense. So, I need someone to clarify why the heck Christopher is going to stay with Preacher and not his mom. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she thought that would keep him more safe, but it's going to do the opposite. Yeah, it's it's going to bring too much heat. Too much heat. Maybe he was being too big of a crybaby and she was, like, done with him. Maybe. Paige Michelle He's a pretty was, good kid, though, yeah, so. Yeah, but Paige Michelle was like, we got to go to a new town. We got to go to a new town. They probably were going to a new town, like, every week. And he just couldn't keep up. He couldn't handle the stress. Couldn't handle the stress of multiple identities as, like, a seven-year-old? Nope. Or however old he's supposed to be. Is, I think he's like 10, 11, Maybe. 12, uh, probably like 10. 13? He's definitely not 13. He could be a young 13. He's definitely under the age of 10. I think he's 12. I don't know. Will he, preacher let him make pancakes at one time? I was making pancakes when I was like not six. Not at a commercial restaurant. That's also just, it's Virgin River. They have no rules. That's true. So... All right, so we're ha- going to have to wait and see what happens with Preacher next season. Will he stay or will he go? No, 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 And lastly, the last and the biggest storyline is our girl Mel and her boy Jack. That's right. They're officially together now, ladies officially. and gentlemen. Officially. They're official. She and Jack are cuddling on the couch. Ish? I... It's weird. Supposedly, he's asleep on her. But she didn't sleep the whole time. But she didn't sleep. But if you actually look at it when it starts, his eyes are open. Yeah, well, maybe he, like, just woke up and did that thing where, like, I don't want to move yet. I don't know. But then he's, like, acting like he had just woke up. It's very weird. Yeah, the acting is subpar right there. In that particular scene. Yeah. Well, she didn't sleep... But Jack fell asleep, and he's like, I'm sorry, but the events of yesterday wiped me out. And she's like, yeah, I get it. That was stressful, what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And you learned about Spencer dying and how Brady actually did kill him. So that's, you know, that's a lot to take in. Mm -hmm. And she just asks Jack to just not do anything today, just because he wants to go, you know, guns blazing, go after Brady and Calvin and whatever. And she's like, just don't do anything today. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, take a day yes, to just think about things. Yeah. And then she kisses him and says that she'll call him later. Oh, and but earlier, we forgot to say, they say they love each other. Oh, yeah, that's right. He says, I love you. And she goes, I love you. So cute. So cute. And, yeah. Then she calls Lily to find out more about Emerald Lumber because she wants the address so that she can find out some more info on Brady. And Lily's like, you should maybe stay out of it, but here's the address. Because Brady is involved in some sketchy stuff. Yeah. But then she's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do what I want. Like we learn, she's at the clinic, and she's like, I'm going to go do something. And then we see her at 
emerald lumber where we have the giant logs person-sized logs they were huge humongousaurus um it's really not safe because she's not wearing a hard hat yeah and she's just walking around mel you cannot do that that is trespassing as brady tells her so brady sees her and is like get lost but then he whispers you need to get out of here get out go know that you're here don't be suspicious and then he's like get in your car drive two miles to the nearest rest stop and then i'll meet you there and then i'll pick you up yeah and and she just goes along with it yeah she's like "Mm, okay okay interesting but okay see her and he's like get in the car and then she's like you need you know that jack will help you with whatever you're in you can get out of this mess he's like no i can't and then he shows her a gun it was very very scary and he's like you know that that see that spot over there that's spencer's grave i don't even burial hole that's spencer over there yeah but then don't worry everyone we learn that before we get into that let's talk about jack really quickly and jack and charmaine before we get to like the the big part of this episode Mm -hmm. because this was i think by far the weirdest scene yeah it made zero sense in the context of the episode and also just kind of acted to show like how crazy charmaine is being yeah they were like oh no charmaine's been like too Too rational we can't have this yeah so she clogged her sink making dog treats for tucker as one does right and jack's like you're making cookies for the dog and she's like well i would make you cookies if you asked and he's like no thanks no thank you the way he's at it, he's like uh no and he's also like charmaine this isn't a 911. no and she's like well it is to me because i need to make these dog treats because yeah. tucker's the best i feel like originally this is my might have been where her brain was going with this was this was going to be her how she talked to jack about moving to portland yeah, that's I think what that I was, think. I think that was her original intent here, and she just needed an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then he gets a phone call from the realtor who is like, you got to get your paperwork over or else you won't get this house. And he's um, like, yeah, yeah, sorry, things came up. So based on what happens with Jack at the end of the episode, he's not getting this house. No. He is not. No. He will not get that paperwork over in time. Not quite. Unless he, like, secretly did it between this moment and the end of the episode. I doubt it, which is good because this realtor is still the sketchiest character. There's something going on there. Yes. We, I, like, what is happening? Yeah. I don't know. I've never purchased a house, so maybe that's just, like, how it is. I've watched a lot of house hunters, though. And the realtors are never like that on house hunters. Yeah, but we all know that's staged. I know. But give me this moment. Okay. All right. So, she's, like... What was that? Oh, you know, um, I bought a house for the twins, and she gets very happy. Like heart eye, like if she, if you could have a human version of a heart eye emoji, that was her in that moment. Yeah, and she's like smiling so big, and she's like, "Oh, really? Like, you can put a swing set in?" He's like, "Yeah, there's gonna be like a lot of land. Like, yeah, I picked a spot that's halfway between the bar and your salon." I know, and then. all logical rational things for somebody who's about to have twins to do yes but then her brain goes a completely different direction and she kisses him and he's like what like what are you doing i thought that we were gonna live together And he's like i never said that to you yeah she's like well you're buying me a house you're making me seem crazy and i'm not crazy He's like, I never told you we were going to be together. Like, I've been pretty clear about that from the beginning. Yeah. She's like, what? Because of Mel? It's like, it's like she doesn't matter. It's like, the, he, she literally has nothing to do with this. No, he's like, I told you I would be an involved dad, but I didn't want to be involved with you. Mm-hmm. And she is like, um, well, I want more. I want you. I want a husband. Oh, my gosh. This is so mean. She says the meanest thing that I've ever heard a person say. She's like, I want a husband, and the man that I eventually marry will be the twin's father, not you. We'll just have to see where you fit in. Yeah. (gasps) Ma'am, that is not how that works. That was way mean. That's very mean, and legally, 
legally that's not how that works charmaine no and he's not making you seem crazy you're being crazy right i'm so confused because last episode she and mel were on their buddy cop road trip and she really seemed like she was over him yeah like she seemed to finally have like her breakthrough of like i can't be with him like he's not gonna make me happy he doesn't want to be with me and then she does this all because of the idea that he's buying a house nothing she does ever makes sense they were like oh no the audience is probably getting too attached to her let's she's being too rational let's make her crazy again yeah and And she really flipped a switch there yeah so um i don't know what's going on in her brain and we don't see anything else after that so we'll just have to wait and see is she gonna go to portland now that jack's maybe dead i was about to say jack getting shot is that gonna change things yeah she's i don't know i'm over her yeah and she brought this one all on herself yes so no one made you seem crazy we can't with you anymore we're done we're done we thought you were being better and you're not yeah but then he's like i'm gonna go and he leaves and he goes to the bar again and he tries to talk to preacher or preacher tries to talk to him jack's like i'm busy and leaves to go over to mel's always who called him to come over because she had something to share with him Ooh. and it was quite nice Mm-hmm. it was big news yeah, so we see Mel, and she shares a video that Spencer is alive. It's his proof of life video. Yeah, it's him getting on a bus. With the baby and what's her name? Maxine. Maxine. And she, he's like, yeah. So she tells Jack that Brady uh, couldn't do it. He couldn't kill them or him and said he took them to the bus stop, and now they're in L.A. Yep, and called Mike, or whatever his name is. And so Spencer was able to get to their cop friend buddy guy. Yes. Um, and so that scene really made Jack happy. And so then they get it on. Yep. Yes, yeah, so this is a new segment we're introducing called Uncomfortable Moments on Virgin River. Yeah, um... I'm fine with a love scene in a TV show. Right. It doesn't bother me as long as I'm not sitting there with my parents. Yes. And this show, because it has that PG-13 rating, they're not allowed to show anything. Again, I can get on board with that. That's totally right? fine. Other shows have done this. Yes. And it's been fine. But there was something about this scene that made me very uncomfortable. It was done so weirdly. The extreme close-ups the like hands on i think it's because it was in slow motion yeah so they slowed it down and the song that they were playing passionate but then the slowness made it look weird and they were getting it on by the fire and on the ground can i just read you what my note from that part says yes shirts off steamy time floor fires awkward yeah I just couldn't. It did. It, it was, just was weird. not romantic. It was very awkward to watch, and I really was not here for it. Right. Like I think it could have been done better. Or we didn't even need it at all. We could have just seen them kissing, and then cut to right, like, them the, on like, the imply, floor cuddling. Right. Or like yeah. There's a lot of other ways. I feel like it could have been done that were less uncomfortable. Yeah, and then um, we see Jack pulling a blanket off the bed, <laughs> and the way his hand cuts into the frame, it's like, Shoop! and then he pulls the blanket off the bed because they're still on the ground. It's like they were trying to do like the Titanic hand thing, maybe, but like with a blanket instead, and it was just, I did not like. Yeah, and then he asks how she's feeling, and she's like happy and safe, and then they're kissing again, and it's uncomfortable and she's like, part again? two. Oh, yeah. And he's like, this time, let's make it to the bed. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Jack, you're being gross. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but before we do that, I'm hungry. He's like, you have no food. It's like, you have, like, no food. I have have frozen frozen peas. peas. I mean, that's a vibe. Honestly, I'm just glad that they did not um, get it on part two. Yeah. I I I couldn't handle. I I could not handle a second time. 
No, I don't think the show knows how to do passion scenes very well. Right. Like the first time that they did it, it was fine. That was fine. That was really romantic. Right. But the way they did it this time, I don't know. I don't like it. The vibes were not vibing. Mm-mm. Yeah. So that was our uncomfortable moment of the episode. Yes. But to continue this, though, after Mel says that she has frozen peas, he's like, I can go make us some steaks at the bar. Meet me there. Meet me there. And she's like, do you want me to bring anything? Just your sexy self. He doesn't say that. Basically, that's what he's thinking, though. Yeah. And then when Jack's at the bar, he calls Mike, the guy and the crime guy. Crime guy. Crime guy. That's what I'm going to call him. Crime fighting guy. Yeah. And he's like, guess what? Emerald Lumber was a front. Wow. Uh, I could have told you that. No dip. But the... Uh, this, we learned some very fascinating stuff about what right? Emerald Lumber really was. The way that really they were was. doing this. So Emerald Lumber was hollowing logs and putting drugs inside and sending the drug logs to Mexico. Oh my gosh. I thought they were putting the money in there and getting the drugs back. Either way. Either way. And then they were getting things from Mexican cartel to the tune of like a quarter million dollars a week. Yeah. It oh was my wild. Gosh. So uh, they're going to take him down, thankfully. Right. All because of Spencer's testimony. But Mike does share with Jack. I almost called him Brady. Uh, oh, does yeah. share with Jack that Calvin's going down. But Brady is also going to be arrested for yeah. his part in all this. But I think Brady deserves it. Yeah. I mean, he did knowingly mm-hmm. help commit crime. Yes. But I think he's, as Mel put it, He's realizing that Calvin's not who he said he was, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get out. Yes. And that not killing Spencer was his way of, like, starting that process. Yeah. So I think that he'll have a short jail stint. Mm-hmm. Maybe long, because drugs kind of, you get a lot of time for that. But I don't think he'll get for life like Calvin. No. But, so while Jack is on the phone, I didn't realize this until I watched this episode a second time. He's on the phone, and he hears a sound, and he goes, Hey, Mel, I'm in the kitchen. And then we see Mel come into the bar. She brought some wine from home, which is weird because, like, you're at a bar. They have alcohol. Mm-hmm. Girl, what are you doing? Anyways, we see some chairs overturned, and it's like, hmm, that's weird. Where's Jack? And then she keeps walking, and we see Jack on the ground behind the bar. Shot. And he's bleeding out. And, and she's screaming, and it's a whole thing. Stay with me. And then she calls 911, and that's the episode, and that's the end of season two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Before we get too far into this, can we just take one moment, as we're talking about Jack getting shot, to talk about the placement of his phone? Where was it? So he's on the ground, on his back, with his arm, like, at a 90-degree angle. Yeah. And the phone is right next to his hand. Oh, he was just so scared that he dropped it a little bit. But, like, right next to him. You know what? Reenactment. Ah! <laughs> Drop it a little bit. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, go back and watch that and just look at the placement of his phone. It's literally like within grabbing distance of his hand. Mm, okay, I will have to. It's really watch funny. Him be bleeding out again. Yes, it's very funny though. Highly recommend going back and watching it. Okay, great. Just for that particular scene. Okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of the episode. That was it. That was a lot. Hmm a lot happened unlike other episodes like you don't need to shove everything right like we could have had hope and doc in the last episode yes and the proposal in the episode before that yes but they no. were just making it too jam-packed yeah and then your middle episodes kind of don't have any meat mm-hmm. there's no meat just gristle yeah so maybe so season we'll three we'll get some like better paced out storylines hopefully yeah, we'll so see. We're going to do a season two recap episode. So you can look forward to that one. So you can get a little refresher of everything that happened in season two before you watch season three. And then, you know, share our like final thoughts on the whole season in that episode. So that's why we aren't going to get into much in this episode here. So wait for the next ep to hear our overall thoughts and opinions on the entire season. Definitely. Yes. All right, should we get into the question corner? Let's do it. Okie doke. Are you ready? Yes. 
Question number one. So right at the beginning, we see Mel on the couch and Jack's asleep on her. And it's, you know, said that she has... Okay, when we phrase it like that, everyone, he is sleeping on her shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's, you know, phrased as Mel hasn't gone to sleep, blah, 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 blah. And Jack fell asleep on her. If that's the case, how has does Mel have a cup of coffee in her hand and Jack's asleep on her? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think that through, but it was a little weird. She, He was like, did you sleep at all? She's like, no, that explains the coffee. So that also makes me think, what time did she find him in the woods? Yeah, I don't know. If she hasn't slept, like, I don't think he was out in the woods at like 4 a.m., but he could have been. Maybe she took a nap and then went out to look for him and then wasn't tired anymore. I don't know. I don't either. I can't answer this question because it doesn't make sense. I exactly. can't I can't figure out the logistics because there are none. It's weird. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all. All right. Next question. Is Paige secretly close by? <laughs> I, that's, I don't even know. Maybe Paige has just been, like, lurking in the woods this whole season. Maybe. Because, like, how did Christopher get there so fast? I don't know. That's a good point. She must be... We don't know when the twin sent the threatening text to her. Oh, true. So it could have been before he even found Brady Preacher. So he could have, like, been already threatening her and was like i need more info i know this guy was hanging out with her so maybe Mm. he texted her a couple days before evil twin talked to preacher so Mm. then christopher had time to go travel with this friend back to virgin river maybe that seems like the only logistic answer like that makes sense i think i I accept that okay other acceptable answer she's just in a tent in the woods. Uh, that's that's also probably what's happening, yeah. All right. Do you think that Wes and Wes 2.0 have ever pretended to be each other in their bad guy schemes since um, they're identical twins? I don't know. Like, how do both brothers become detectives and how do both of them become evil detectives? Like, right? no. The odds are not that high, so I bet they did. And they just, like, switched each other out. Yeah, that's probably how they got away with so much crime. Mm. That's how, why they were on the run. Or wait, is only one of them on the run? So the Ooh. other guy might be a bad cop, but no one knows he's the bad cop. They all thought that uh-huh. Wes like was Wes the bad 2. cop. Like, Wes 2.0 is the bad cop, and Well, they're both Wes? bad, but right. they thought that Wes was the real bad one, and they think that his brother's the good one trying to, like, avenge his brother. Be like, how dare you put cops to shame hmm but in reality he's also bad Ooh, interesting i think that's it i think that could be it Mm -hmm. all right final question time okay but why the floor jack has a bad back (laughs) and yeah i don't even know like i guess they were just so he was just so excited that Spencer was alive and that Brady wasn't the bad guy he thought. And that that he's Mel like, loves I him. gotta I gotta take you right here, right now. Because <laughs> they were right next to the bed. The bed was right there. He couldn't wait. He Her had cabin to, has no rooms. He had to get it on. And she loves him, so she's like, Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is what I'm into, I guess. I guess. I think he was that's just like not too fun. Into it. He has a bad back, as we've talked about before. He threw you, his you back out in that one. You don't have a bad back when you're getting it on. I guess. Bad backs go away for passion. Yeah. They did show his scarred back at one point, they though. They did. And I was like, a throwback to his grossly scarred back. Yeah, the weird makeup crew. Yeah. Mm. All right. Those are some good questions. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I really enjoyed writing them. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up with this episode and share our final thoughts just on this episode of season two. Because like we said, we'll be back for a total review of the whole season. So what were your thoughts on this episode? I really liked this episode. This is what I have been waiting for all season. This brought me back to the magic of season one and why we liked it so much. Because the season has been kind of like up and down. Uh, So this really brought me back to 
why I liked it. It had everything. It had drama. It had romance. It had awkward romance. It had the beginnings of another secret relationship. Maybe we'll get another secret relationship in season three. It had, it had everything. It had people getting shot. Like I loved every second of this episode. I actually gave it an A plus rating. Have not pulled the A plus out in a while. So I was pretty happy about it. Um, I have to say though. So for my MVP of the episode, a hundred percent had to be Liddy. (laughs) She was perfect. She loves her grandson. She's proud of him. She's sex positive. And she's like, we just got to get over it because the other thing we didn't mention when we were talking about this, but she looks at Ricky and Lizzie and goes, were you safe? Mm-hmm. And Lizzie was like, yeah, we used a condom. And Ricky's like, <laughs> I'm Ricky. <laughs> Literally. So Liddy, MVP, you weren't here a lot this season, but you were here when it counted. I got to go help my grandmother. She saw a bear. <laughs> Never forget. Call back. <laughs> That'd be really good merch. Yes. That'd we'll be so put funny. that on a t-shirt for y'all. Yes. And then my worst person of the episode definitely has to be Charmaine. 100%. Because no one's making you look crazy, Charmaine. You're doing that all yourself. Like, at no point did Jack ever say that that house was for you. He said it was for the twins. You are not the twins. Okay? Well, right now, she technically is the I mean, twins. kind of, they do rely on her body to live. But for now. For now. And, you know, I'm just mm, not happy with how she was handling things. So, Charmaine, be better in season three. Also, maybe start showing a little bit. You still don't look oh like Oh, my gosh. Pregnant. I know. It's like, are we supposed to just ima- like believe that all of this happened within one month? Right? Like, two weeks? I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know. But overall, though, big fan. Lots of romantic moments throughout this. Lots of things that also made me cringe. Yeah. It was kind of the perfect episode. I will agree with you. I'm also going to, be going to give it an A plus because Ooh. it was a perfect. The P is for perfect plus perfect. Perfect episode. I mean, I would not change a single thing. Maybe I would change Charmaine being crazy, but I guess they wanted us to hate her again. I don't know why, don't know. but whatever. So I loved how everything was wrapped up like I wanted I really was hoping things would get wrapped up nicely, but it still opens for more dialogue in season three. I mean, granted, Jack being shot and bleeding, maybe to death, not very open, but that wasn't new. That was new in this episode, Mm -hmm. this episode only, okay? So I didn't need it to be wrapped up. I really liked how Mel was like, I want to make Jack happy. I'm going to solve his problem, and did. Exactly. She didn't ask permission. She did it because she's a strong, independent, capable woman. Mm -hmm. And that is why she's my MVP this episode, okay? I feel like I'm always giving it to her, and I can't help it. She is the main character. She's She's the star of the show, She's always going to do the best thing possible. And she was like, Jack, stop it. I'm going to solve this for you. I'm going to make you happy. And in turn, I'm going to get some. And she did. Loved it. Uh, Yeah. So I really just liked how she was. I'm glad that Hope and Doc are going to get married, even though we don't know what's going to happen with him. And yeah, so we know Mel was my MVP. My worst character of the episode, I don't know. This was a hard one. I kind of want to say it's going to be Paige Michelle for just letting Christopher leave. Like, you should be watching your child if his evil uncle is on the loose going to try to like take you or whatever Mm -hmm. so maybe you should like hold on to your son better michelle page maybe i don't know it just was weird that christopher showed up out of the blue so don't know why you're doing that you're not even in the episode and i'm annoyed with you like control your dead husband's brother come on come on now come on agreed so I'm really happy that, about how this episode turned out, and I'm very excited to see what happens in season three. Mm-hmm. All right. One more thing before we go. Do you think Jack lives, yes or no? Yes. Okay, yeah, me too. They can't have the show without him. Right, and I'm like fairly certain I saw him in a preview that I haven't actually watched all the way yet, but I've seen a little bits and pieces. Like, He's the second main character. They can't just kill him. Yeah. 
not in season three you can do that in like a season five kind of situation yeah but i think they just need some drama and we needed jack to like learn when will you learn when will you learn that your actions have consequences now right now you learn you've done learned jack exactly you thought you got somebody killed turns out you didn't but then Mm -hmm. you got yourself shot because you can't leave well enough alone so yeah we're really glad we finally made it through season two and we cannot wait for season three so look out for our episode two or season two recap episode so you can relive all of the fun memories of virgin river season two and we'll catch you next time at the virgin river visitor center back in season three home of the internet that is slow but where the gossip Gossip is is fast. fast bye